Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Peter Parker, and staring through the screen here is another Peter Parker. Got the spider tingle, the Peter tingle. Got that Peter tingle going, yeah. So today, we are talking the highly anticipated brand new Spider-Man No Way Home. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and... Let's go down Nostalgia Lane. Cheers. Cheers. Alrighty. Well, before we get into some Spider-Man, let's see. I got a awesome stout here from Baker City called the Barley Browns Breakfast Stout. And again, from Baker City, Oregon. And this thing is delicious. Oatmeal stout with some coffee flavor to it. Oh, it, it. It is so good. That sounds really yummy. Mm-hmm. I've got a, I think Perfect it's a, a seasonal winter from Hot Valley Proxima, which I've had several times this past season, but it's it's a nice go-to beer. It's really it's really great. Awesome. Nice idea. Yeah, this, the stout is like the perfect winter beer. Oh, it's, it's hitting the spot. I love awesome. it. All right. Well, yeah, today we're just going to skip movie news, skip other things we saw this week, and we're just going to get into it because, yeah, huge movie came out this last weekend. Huge. Like, huge. Definitely one of the most anticipated of the year. By far. Yeah, I think by as far, far as anticipation goes, it's probably the number one anticipated of the year. Not necessarily for me, but well, I think I think part of it, why it wasn't on my list, top 10 list, is I didn't know for sure if it was coming out this year or not or next year so it didn't make my top 10 list i'm most anticipated yeah yeah true very anticipated movie though been counting down the days to go see it and here it is so yeah we'll do i don't know maybe five minutes of non-spoilers and then we're just going to get into all of it and we're going to talk everything spider-man no way home yep so Daniel, you were kind of sort of looking forward to this movie, maybe a little bit. Oh no, I was definitely, I was definitely stoked on this movie. I, I mean, honestly, I'm a big fan of what they've done with the Tom Holland, uh, Spider-Man. As far as like, because honestly, like my, and I've said this before. I was honestly, I love what they do with this movie because they took movie villains, especially you know from the vulture in the first one to mysterio in the second one that like on like you say like these are the these are the villains of the movie i'm like well yeah i like these villains but i you never think especially like mysterio of all like in like to a lesser extent vulture i'm like in my head i'm like no there's no way those villains work in a live action movie you know vulture's got those big ass wings you know and then, you know, just Mysterio is just like, it just doesn't work, you know? And then seeing them nail the Vulture, not only nail it, but we got Michael Keaton as the Vulture, fucking badass. Like, bad awesome. ass for sure. You know, and the way they did it, the design, the suit, the way it worked, I'm like, this is fucking sweet. Like, it was awesome. Um, and then to go from that to like Mysterio, where I'm like, okay, this is like the one villain that I always thought of as like, doesn't work in live action for spider-man especially like this just doesn't work and then how they cleverly manipulate it and make it work in such like a 
a cool and interesting way that I'm like, holy shit, they did it. They did it. Did it come to number three? Because I remember before we knew it was going to be like kind of live action into the Spider-Verse, people had rumored about like Craven the Hunter being in this, which would have been sweet. Because again, that's one of those things that I'm like, there's no way that would work, but they did it twice already. So maybe, so I I had faith by this, but to get like almost a live action into the Spider-Verse, was not expecting that. But yeah, when we got that trailer and people, like it was heavily rumored and then they announced it. And then we didn't get a trailer to what a month ago, month and a, almost a couple maybe back. two months ago, a couple back, yeah. You know, but they waited a long time. And hell, to even like try and mitigate like the rumors, they still <laughs> edited like all the Spider Man out of the trailer except for Tom Holland. Well, he's the only one in it. Exactly, he's the only one in it. But just, yeah, to go from that, like, honestly, I was really hyped because I do really like what they've done, at least with the villains and uh, the spider in the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Honestly, I like them overall. I think they're some of the more enjoyable MCU movies, especially for, like, the the newer crop of them. Uh, So I was pretty excited for this one regardless. And then we got essentially live action into the Spider-Verse, like, announcement. And I was even more excited because... I just thought that sounded awesome. Plus, you know, we got rumored of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back, which was sweet. Um, so now I was, I was pretty, I was pretty much fully on board the hype train. I was trying to, I, I very badly, I, I, I didn't mitigate my hype whatsoever, which I usually try and do because you know, like, well, movies are movies, and they don't usually, like, you know live up to the hype but i for this movie i couldn't stop myself from being super hyped i mean shit we oh man i i thought it was such a struggle to get to saturday without be seeing any spoilers yeah thankfully i worked a lot so i was very distracted with work good (laughs) also made the time between thursday night potentially seeing it and saturday morning go by really quick (laughs) yeah i know i was just you know i like my we had uh, some my, you know, Shiloh's uh, brother and his fiance were in town, so we were spending time with them. But I remember when she, before we booked him, like Shiloh, just so you know, yes, they can come, but Saturday I will be busy for about a three-hour chunk of time. <laughs> like, there's no getting around that. There's no way I'm not seeing Spider-Man on Saturday. Heck no. But oh man, so yeah, I'm. I was really jacked to see this, and I think overall. Well, it wasn't the movie I thought I was expecting. I still enjoyed it a lot. And I still had a great time seeing all these characters back. You know, uh, I don't know. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. So for me, I mean, Spider-Man in general has been, he's been part of my life since I was a kid. I mean, grew up on him. Loved, loved, loved that 90s cartoon so much. I mean, love that 90s cartoon. And so, you know, in high school, internet's kind of new and fresh. There's rumors that a Spider-Man live action movie is finally coming to tuition, that it's going to happen. I mean, we had rumors from like James Cameron writing a script and potentially making a Spider-Man film to, yeah. So it's kind of funny. Spider-Man hype was one of the first websites I ever like, I don't want to say subscribed to, but like checked frequently because that, site was dedicated solely to rumors for the spider-man live action film i mean we had 
Sam Raimi attached to direct, which I didn't know anything about Sam Raimi, other than I heard he was a huge Spider-Man fan. So I'm like, okay, that's enough, good enough for me. And then Tobey Maguire, didn't know who Tobey Maguire is. I actually went and watched a couple of his older movies, like the Cider House Rules and uh, what, Wonder Boy, Wonder Boys, I think it was. Went and watched a couple of his movies to kind of see who he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rented them from the library. Remember those? Spider-Man 2002 is probably one of the most anticipated films of my life. I mean, I was looking forward to that, I think, more than The Phantom Menace. I could not wait to see Spider-Man on the big screen. I mean, it just ugh, was so freaking excited for it. So, yeah, Spider-Man 1, amazing. I mean, I think I saw it three or four times in theaters. I still remember you took me. I think you you had watched it once. And then I don't know if you convinced mom. Well, I probably or... went to I probably went to a midnight showing without you. You <laughs> probably been, did. Uh, how old was I? Nineteen, I think, at the time. Yeah, so I was like nine, nine or ten, or eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there. Like oh, I was because I was no, I would have been eighteen, almost nineteen when it came out yeah i even the year before that went to the theater and saw spirit away kind of wanted to see that movie i'm not spirited away um final fantasy i went and saw the that final fantasy movie kind of wanted to see it but i mainly went to see it because i knew they were premiering the spider-man teaser trailer before that movie So you went to Final Fantasy Spirits Within. That's the movie that you went and saw. Yes. Okay. Just to see the trailer. <laughs> it was a teaser trailer and barely in the footage in the trailer was in the movie, but it was one of the best trailers I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry, Drew. I just can't imagine you like sitting through an entire Final Fantasy movie because people who like Final Fantasy don't even like that movie. No. I mean, it had moments. It was an okay movie, but yeah, I was there for the trailer. And then, of course, later on, it went on went online and i just watched it over and 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 over yeah but yeah and then spider-man 2 comes out and just when i thought things can get better spider-man 2 tops everything spider-man 1 offered us i mean it's just everything just got better all the action all the cgi everything just got so much better in the second one so yeah so needless to say, yeah, I mean, I've been a huge fan of Spider-Man. I've seen all the Spider-Man films from Tom McGuire's trilogy to Andrew Garfield, which, love it or hate it, I mean, they definitely have their moments. I mean, they're not my favorites, but they definitely have some good moments. I love the chemistry between him and Gwen Stacy, played by Emma Stone, and Emma Stone's one of my favorite actresses, so mm-hmm. still like those movies quite a bit. And Tom Holland, you know, it's been great. I mean, I was definitely hooked 
the moment we saw him in Civil War. Loved his Spider-Man so much. Um, and then, yeah, like you, like Daniel was saying, he, he has some pretty good movies. His solo films are good. He's kind of a side character per se or co-character in his movies. You know, Iron Man's by his side in the first one and a little bit in the third one too, or excuse me, his second one. Oh. Like Daniel was saying earlier, they got the villains right in those. And I think that's been a strength for all the Spider-Man movies overall with the exception of maybe Electro. Yeah, and... I was going to say maybe Electro just because they didn't really do that character very well. Well, and but, uh, I mean, Topher Grace's Venom. With the exception of those two, I think they nailed the villains very well. I, I still talk to this day about how you know Will, Willem Dafoe's Power Ranger suit bugs me. And I, I just watched last week's Spider-Man 2002 for the first time in a while. And the costume still bothers me. Everything about Willem Dafoe and the character is great, but that costume's like, come on. <laughs> I know. Come on. Hey, he looks like but, I mean, with a fucking the, Power Ranger. But dude, what they did with it in this movie was oh, we'll get we'll get there. They we'll perfected there. it. They did. But yeah, I mean, still Goblin was awesome. Otto Octavius, amazing in the second film. And Sandman in the third film, amazing as well. And then yeah, I thought the overall lizard was good in the Andrew Garfield one, and then of course, um, uh, who was else? Oh, I guess I guess the Harry Osborn Goblin was the other main one in the second Spider-Man two. Still pretty good, leads to that good tragic ending. Um, and then yeah, like Daniel was saying, they nailed the Vulture and Mysterio in the Tom Holland film. So they're getting the villains right. But anyway, we knew knew one was coming out. Wasn't sure who the bad guys were going to be. All these rumors going around. But yeah, when that first trailer dropped, oh my gosh. Talk about getting hit with the nostalgia goosebumps when you hear the goblin laugh. <laughs> and when you see the Doc Hawk arms and then you see his face and you hear him say, hello, Peter. Hello, Peter. Just goosebumps. I mean, goosebumps. So yeah, needless to say, I was hyped for this movie. And again, like Daniel... I try not to get too overexcited these days because I just don't hate being let down. But I was, yeah. I couldn't, but I couldn't. Sometimes you just can't help yourself. Just couldn't help it. So I was very, very excited. And yeah, I got, I got to say it was great. Daniel and I went with our dad and one of his friends Saturday morning and we just had a blast. It was so much fun. Um, yeah. Was it a perfect movie? No. And I would say between like, let's say it was like a, a tale of two halves. You have, Part one, part two. Part one was definitely the weaker part than part two, but oh my gosh, part two, amazing. So amazing. So many cool surprises all throughout. And yeah, there was stuff I didn't think was going to happen that happened. And there were actually stakes in this film, which I like stakes. And we talk about that all the time how some of these Marvel movies just lack steak and right. feel very, very vegetarian because they just they need more steak. Yeah. And they definitely like also had like a lot of like almost, well, yeah, like MCU altering and definitely like altering the course of the uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man by the end of this, mm -hmm. which was very unexpected. Yeah. Still not the biggest fan of Ned. I don't know why he just bothers me. I think it all goes back to him dropping that Lego Death Star and shattering it in the first one. Just haven't liked they, him since. They, and then they do it again in this one too. Yeah, but just, just haven't liked him since. I don't know, Ned, Ned's whatevs. I, I don't know. Just not the biggest Ned fan for some reason. And there's some Ned moments that uh, bother me in this one. We'll get into that later. Yeah, but, but like, 
but kind of i'm gonna tag on to that but yeah i know you don't like ned but also like while zendaya's like mj was different than the mjs we've gotten previously i mean i guess we only got one mj that gwen stacy was in the andrew garfield ones but like you know she's like you could kind of take it or leave like take it or take her or leave her in like the first one and i think she definitely did they obviously premiered her more in the second one but damn in oh. this one was she not like acting this, this is the best she's ever been yeah this is like top tier on her end in this movie like her and like tom holland's chemistry was really like maxing out and i thought they did a great job with their their characters together in this one same yeah before this one i always thought you know mcguire and kirsten dunce had way better chemistry garfield and stone had way better chemistry and i just i just thought that um holland's and zendaya's was just eh, whatever but there they definitely gets kicked up a couple notches in this film which was great mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so needless to say i guess is that both of our initial reviews i mean that's our initial thoughts i guess that's that's what we like that's yeah yeah Woo! i know i thought about i thought about saying it was trash just have you go wait what no <laughs> no again there's definitely we'll talk let's talk, i guess talk get into the first half i mean i i like the world they set up there are certain parts of i guess i love the second half a lot getting to it i thought was uh I don't want to say sucked, but it was it was good overall still, but could have been done. The execution could have been a little better getting to that second half, but still good setup overall, I'd say. I mean, basically pick up right where uh, Spider-Man Far From Home pick leaves off. Mysterio, you know, we hear the voiceover of Mysterio and everything. And yeah, everybody knows who Spider-Man is. And yeah, I mean, it's just created a... Yeah, quite the world for uh, poor Peter Parker here, because yeah, it's like crap. Everybody knows who I am. Some like me, some don't. Everywhere I go, people are looking at me because I'm like basically one of the most famous people on in the world now. Right, and I honestly really like the soundtrack during that time because like when he's like he's swinging around with MJ and everybody's looking at him because now it just got announced that he's Peter Parker, and then you just have like that almost like an urban jungle style like drums going on. that just felt very frantic i really like that a lot yeah um good but yeah and also great to see more of jk simmons reprising the role as j jonah jameson yeah i guess this is like a different um what i want to say a different universe j jonah jameson because i went and rewatched the first spider-man and god does he kill it in that movie is joan james j jonah jameson he plays the classic jj he kills it in that movie well, just the Tobey Maguire movies in general, but in that first movie, just oh, so so good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's a different different kind of JJ in the Tom Holland universe, but still, he he's perfect for the role. I love him in that role so much. He when, is we a- first, when we first saw him at the end of uh, Far From Home, I was just like, yeah, yeah. It was great to see have him back. Yeah, so good to have him back, and I, I liked that he had a bigger part in this one too. Same, yeah. I wasn't sure, like, yeah, you. Yeah, he has this cameo in the first one, but I didn't know like if he's just gonna be a voiceover. But no, he actually goes and like kind of affects the plot. I mean, well, he pretty much is the driving force of the plot technically because he revealed Spider-Man's identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was good to see him. I loved 
just seeing J.K. Simmons as a J- Jonah Jameson variant, I guess, but it's very cool. Yeah, I, love I, mean, I thought they hit the first, you know, first five, ten minutes right out of the ballpark. Again, everything, the whole world set up. Here's what's going on now. We were, I know we were jazzed up in the first few minutes. I'll just say I've never seen a brick caught so beautifully. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which are we just doing full spoilers or are we just talking? I guess we kind of gave our overall reviews. And I think from if you can tell from both of us, we recommend go see it. You can't rent it anywhere. Just go see this in theaters. Yeah, honestly, if you're if you shouldn't be listening to anything if you haven't seen the movie yet. No. Spoilers are out. They're everywhere. Spoilers are out there everywhere. We both recommend it. Pause the podcast if you haven't seen it. Go watch it and then come back and listen to the rest. Okay, spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Because this brings us to our pretty much first big cameo, which Brick fuck Cat. yes. I had I, I I don't know if I had heard about this. I thought they like maybe he is went, mentioned in the Hawkeye TV show, but I tried to stay as far away from No Way Home spoilers as I could. And I did a pretty successful job besides, you know, knowing that Andrew Garfield and Toby McGuire were coming in. Like that was just the worst kept secret ever. Yeah. Which is too but, bad because I would have if if I had zero clue. It would have lit the world on fire. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but you want to talk, movie already you want to talk did, about I guess. word of mouth spreading like a wildfire. Oh my god. Still yeah. looking at the box office, I think they still Yeah, but I was so happy. Cause yeah, like after everything blows up, you know, Spider-Man is arrested, or you know, Peter Parker's arrested, Aunt May's arrested, everybody's questioned. And they're eventually let go. You're like, okay, we can't prove that you had any involvement or purposely killed Mysterio. So then to have that to him getting counseled in their apartment as Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock slash Daredevil. Yeah, like you better lawyer up. <laughs> yeah oh my god to see him i remember i i remember i like turned to you and i just like kind of hit you on the shoulder like holy fuck it's daredevil uh, holy shit ah, god my arm jesus what you doing for i was so excited to see him you know people have been like it felt good it, it just felt good like it felt right like it just felt so right to see him right there like oh this is perfect i love this so much <laughs> miss that guy so much I know, and like one thing, like yeah, if they bring Daredevil in, like Charlie Cox did an amazing job, like he nailed Daredevil, like took it to an incredible degree. Like the show's still amazing, still on Netflix. Yeah, I'm way overdue to watch that again. God, was a good show, one of my favorites. Yeah. So to see him as Matt Murdock, not as Daredevil, but as Matt Murdock, just kind of some like. What an awesome cameo. So happy to see him. I really hope they bring him into like the main MCU fold. Hell, I mean, he can hang out with Deadpool in the rated R zone. Yes, please. Let's get the people who did the show. Make them make a movie. Please. That choreography please. was also incredible. Please, please, please. <laughs> but yeah, seeing that and then just, oh man, like that was awesome. Love that. That was, yeah first first big surprise i mean goosebumps moment right there oh my gosh yeah so excited yeah i i like i mean we pretty much get into action fairly quickly i mean we set up we set up the plot that you know peter parker's everyone knows who he is it's ruining his life because now nobody wants him to go into college nor no college will accept him and then it affects his friends too like oh well you're associated with peter parker well we're not accepting you into college either 
Yeah, all, all trying to get into MIT, but they're like, well, since you are steeped in controversy and while you're technically not illegal or not illegal, not guilty of killing anybody, we still can't have you around. Yeah. So he realizes not only is this stuff affecting my life, but my friends, they don't deserve this. So he goes to Dr. Strange to see if he can help him out. Oh, is that not the uh, same donut shop near our sister's house real quick? I don't think so. I have no idea. Didn't it say Peter Pan on the outside? Isn't? I don't know. I think it was the same donut shop right around the corner from our sister. Maybe. I, I have no I idea. Know. I know you said something, but I'm like, it went by too fast. I'm like, I have no idea. All right. So it goes to Dr. Strange at the Sanctum, which still should have gotten that set. I, should, I don't know why I never did. Like yes, I said. He gets the Sanctum Sanctorum. So Dr. Strange talks to him a little bit, explains the situation. I guess, I guess here's where, here's what some of the part of the first act that bothered me a little bit is that I wish Dr. Strange had maybe thought things through a little more, had a better uh, talk with Peter. I know we want to get going on this two and a half hour movie, but had kind of had a more talk with him about consequences of things like that, instead of just getting right into it. It felt slightly out of character for Dr. Strange to just snap right into it and start going, but regardless you know it happens yeah. and and i get that but also I, I remember reading a couple things this was like when the trailer dropped i remember reading something They're like yeah but like you know dr strange is still very cocky mm-hmm. you know he never really got super humbled like i mean a little bit in infinity war but you know like he's still a very cocky hero thinks kind of like more of a know-it-all and then in infinity war he's like yeah He's like, I did exactly what I need to do for us to eventually win and get everybody back. So he's like, yeah, we saved the world. Like, I'm awesome. <laughs> so I don't know. It feels like, you know, after he's like, yeah, I, I, I literally like did the only thing I could to make sure we won in Endgame to the point that he's just like, I think he's just r- still riding high. He's just like, overall, he's just like, I'm awesome. <laughs> That's kind of how he treats himself. Yeah. But Yeah. I I guess what you're saying, but you know, movie plot. Yeah, gotta move, gotta get, gotta get it going, gotta move forward. So yeah, Peter Parker interrupts him a bunch. Boom, things start to happen. I'll say the only cheese part of this whole like first act was probably his interactions with that lady on the bridge. I don't know their their interactions back and forth with the the person that would accept him into college was just pretty cheese. Yeah, that was a little cheesy, but that's okay. That's all right, though. But yeah, then we kicking in the high gear. Stuff starts yeah, to happen. Like as we film. all saw from the trailer, spell didn't really work out because Spider Man, Spider Man did up. Then we get and... some classic villains mixed in: Doc Ock and Green Goblin. Which so cool to see them again. Doc Ock, Alfred Molina is just a, an amazing actor, and to see him again. As Doc Ock was just so cool. I loved every minute of that. I, I was having such a good time watching that scene. Yeah. And what's great is, you know, one thing that I also kind of noticed as I was like thinking about it afterwards is like, well, like I think over, like you said, that in the Spider-Man movies, they usually nail the villains somehow, some way they, they nail it um, overall with very few exceptions. But one thing that I really liked is also it felt like Sam Raimi's doc ock it still felt like sam raimi's green goblin they didn't like try and re re like redo or like you know 
kind of try and fit them into the MCU mold, they still felt like they were straight out of those movies. Yeah, they did not which, feel like MCU. It would not have worked if they didn't feel like that. No, that would, yeah, it would have been a disservice to the fans. So I'm really glad, like, ugh, Alfred Molina, yeah, you're right. Like, I've, it's cool that, you know, that de-aging technology has come along so far, you know, from, like, I don't know, what, Tron Legacy? <laughs> yeah. Because I remember that looking good, then rewatching, like, mm, this looks a little weird now. Yeah. I almost wish they, yeah, I wish they go back and, like, touch up stuff like that every, yeah. like, few years when technology gets better. Yeah, so to have him back and looking like he did 20 years ago, well, not almost 20 years ago, not quite, but just like as Doc Ock, like didn't age a day, which I remember I was so surprised because it looks so natural, especially mm-hmm. in the trailer that I'm like, dude, he looks the same. And then to know that they use de-aging technology, I'm like, well, damn. And it's funny because like, out, I love like, I one of my favorite trips is like Alfred Molina like came back He's like, I don't want to do my own stunts. You know, like, I'm too old for that. Like, he's in his, like, in his 70s, I think. Did that old already? Yeah. I'm Willem Dafoe, 66. Yeah. But one of the things that, you know, blew me away is, like, he's like, I don't want to do my own stunts, you know, kind of like, but he's, like, definitely wanted to come back. And Willem Dafoe said one of the only reasons that he would come back is if he was able to do his own stunts as the Green Goblin. (laughs) He's like, I'm 66, but I want to do it. That's a whole reason of being an actor. Well, good for him. Like, man, fuck yeah, dude. Awesome stuff. Knocks it out of the park. Dude, Willem Dafoe stole the show for me. I mean, he, he was great in every scene, I thought. More oh, on yeah. that later. But yeah, good stuff. I, yeah, I guess the part where it gets a little weird or not uh, weird cheese, I don't, I don't know, for me is uh, probably in that whole like lower basement area trapping the villains kind of thing that whole like there was a good 20 30 minutes of like okay yeah that was like it was like the end of the first act beginning of the second act where it's kind of i don't want to say like removed from it per se but that's where the movie kind of went down a little before it shot back up and i mean shot back up i mean that really was like the yeah the rest period of the movie we're kind of like yeah like we got more of like the quirky mcu humor that you either love or hate you know like yeah that's where like it's just like oh that's where all like i feel like mainly like where all the jokes were that like should have been taken out i'm sorry what was your name again dr otto octavius (laughs) (laughs) wait no seriously what's your actual name your name's otto octavius (laughs) i mean well that i don't know that did kind of make me laugh because again i guess what something that you should that i think people if maybe you realize maybe you don't but like they really lean into how ridiculous spider-man can be in this movie kind of like how they did in the spider-verse but just like you know like yeah his name's Otto octavius you're like really that's your name <laughs> you know like it's or like when all the spider-men are together and they're just like i'm like this feels weird that i'm like no, no, Spider-Man's just a fucking nerd and these are just three dimensions of nerd and they're all being weird and quirky with each other. Nerd like, and this out. would be how a bunch of Spider-Man would interact. Bunch of, bunch of nerdy bros, weird nerd and that. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, I don't know. So I, I did, I, that didn't really bother me as much because especially towards the end, I'm like, yeah, they really leaned into how ridiculous Spider-Man can be. Like, when talking about the villains and stuff, just like, oh, 
how'd he turn into the the what was it the shot or not the shocker electro. electro he's like fell into a vat of electric eels damn that's that's how it happens <laughs> you know because yeah like some of the, that is ridiculous but they didn't shy away from how ridiculous it was it's just like yeah it's ridiculous but you know they really just leaned into it which i think helps a lot personally yes. yeah no it, and again the first half is still good i just didn't like it nearly as much as the second half yeah because because uh yeah once things really start going that second half is amazing yeah it once it gets going it does not stop no and not when and i really thought it was interesting like and now I don't know what to expect. Maybe when I see this for a second time, I'll appreciate the first half more. True. Yeah, you don't know. And honestly, like, Wallace, like, during, like, after he captures everybody, this is where the movie diverted from what I originally had expected to happen. Because instead of, like, all the villains getting, like, escaping the sanctum and just going on a rampage, Essentially, Tom Holland, Spider-Man is hearing about how like all of these people die by Spider-Man, not either indirectly or directly from Spider-Man. You know, I mean, William Defoe pierces himself with his own glider. I feel like that's almost m- the most hands-off. Godspeed, Spider-Man. You know, I mean, Doctor Doc Ock. Well, he gets redeemed at the end of Spider-Man Two, and he destroys his own machine and dies with it mm-hmm. you know uh and all these other things but i i did like how he's like yeah like you know and aunt may gives him a pep talk he's like you know like you, you don't think it's your problem but like you have an obligation to help people because and they we finally get the the famous line of with great power also comes great responsibility and she kind of like and convinces him to like try and right the wrongs, you know, from other versions of himself, essentially. Mm-hmm. Which I thought that was actually interesting because especially with Doc Ock, he's a great, like he's probably one of the best villains ever because he's just a very humanized villain, especially like in the Spider, in the Sam Raimi movie, he's amazing. Because oh, he's, totally. like, he's just a good guy. Like thing went, like experiment went wrong. And he also gets completely fucked over by Oscorp, you know? So I love his villain like story. And he even gets his redemption arc at the end of that movie. So I thought it was kind of interesting that they went with that. Like he's his Tom Holland, Spider-Man's goal is to try and help these people, you know, from like, I don't know. I kind of, it's kind of like the Batman thing where it's like, you know, the whole reason Gotham gets so fucking crazy is because Batman exists so it encourages others to try and rival his power and that's why you have so many weird guys showing up essentially Mm -hmm. like spider-man exists so then these people rise up to try and challenge him yeah sort of deal yeah so i don't know that was one of the unexpected parts but i were like i I need to see this again i I just need to get maybe tonight i don't know (laughs) i really gotta watch the matrix movies god i really want to see this again i know same I know it's like it'll probably be like mm, Spider-Man again or Matrix in the theaters. And I'm like, I'll probably do Spider-Man again. And then maybe Matrix next week. We'll see. Yeah. Might have to have a uh, Matrix trilogy like recap episode next week because uh, I don't know if we'll be with snow coming, if we'll be able to make it to the theaters. 
And I definitely want to see Matrix in theaters. It's not a see it your living room movie. I know. I know. Because the thing about the theater, well, anyway, that, that's beside the point. But <laughs> I'm but so yeah, glad you- I saw this with the audience, too. As much as I was afraid the douchebags behind us were going to talk through the movie when they talked through the previews, they actually got quiet. And it was, I mean, everybody. That's why I was super happy. Like everybody in our theater was like locked in during the movie. Yes. Oh, it was great. It's great. No babies, no nothing. Yeah. No freaking babies. But yeah. um, And okay. But yeah. So essentially, like, yeah, he tries to save the villains. Things go awry. And then we get the the hat turn because he's essentially encouraged by Norman to try essentially what by Aunt May and like why talking to Norman. He's like, you know, what? I can try and help these people. Norman's a scientist, which I love that they gave him that line. He's like, I'm something of a scientist myself. I'm like, nice. You know, I'm glad they gave him that. And then it's just, okay, how can we help these people? Like Doc Ock's chip, you know, take the electricity out of Electro. Um I guess like they create a cure for everybody. They get anti serum for the green goblin. But then things go awry where green goblins alter ego takes back over. And Oh my God, when he's fighting green goblin in that apartment building and he's just fucking trying to beat the shit out of him. I was, I thought that was awesome. That whole scene was amazing. That was great. That, yeah, that whole sequence. So good. So good. So good. I just love that. Like, I mean, the second half, things start to get dark. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's just great. Like, the villains aren't quite sure if they want to be good or not. Um, but yeah, just everything with Willem, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin just stole the show for me. He stole the show. But yeah, when that whole fight sequence breaks out in the apartments, we get into the lobby area. Things really start to go down. And an unexpected turn for me is we lose a character. Yeah, we lose Aunt May. That was very unexpected. Even though she got just creamed by the glider, I still was like, eh, she'll survive. It's the MCU. They all survive. Well, yeah, yeah, she gets straight, like, almost. And I thought she was going to get impaled like William Defoe did in, like, the original Spider-Man. But no, she gets completely hit by the glider. I'm like, holy fuck, like. There's no, I honestly thought I'm like, there's no way she's alive. And then Goblin throws a goblin bomb, but Spider-Man jumps in front of us. I'm like, okay, she's alive. And then she gives him the great power comes great responsibility and gives him his pep talk. And I'm like, oh yeah, cool. And then just falls over dead, mm-hmm. gone. And I was, yeah, I was not expecting that. Of all the people, especially like, even Marvel as a company pitches a fucking fit. If even in comics, in like video games, if you kill off Aunt May, they essentially try and like just bear, they try and make you change it. It's something that they just do not let people do very easily. <laughs> so nope. I w- that's one of the things I'm like, yeah, there's no way, but it happened. And like Tom Holland, Spider-Man doesn't have an Uncle it Ben. Happened, have an Aunt May. Good for them. I, I like them. There's, I like when people die. Not necessarily like when people die. You want it to matter. You want their struggles and their actions to matter. Well, yeah. When everybody lives, it's like, oh, yeah, we are. It's like, okay. Yeah. 
But yeah, and then to see that, to see like essentially Tom Holland get thrown into a fucking murder, almost like a murder story. She's like, he wants to kill Green Goblin. And That's holy even, shit. When he's punching him over and over and you just see Goblin's smile get bigger and bigger. Oh my God, that was yeah. so good. I, yes, dude. I mean, Green Goblin was essentially the main villain of this entire movie. And oh my God, I'm so glad that they just brought him back and cemented him. Like, yeah, you can go back and watch the first one and be like, okay, this is kind of cheesy, but his acting's good, but the flight just takes you out of it or the flight suit takes you out of it, you know? And then to just go like, they completely fight. Well, like, I, I great- still, real quick, I still to this day, just watched it the other day, love their final sequence uh, in that, abandoned building i still love all this the brawling in that it was just perfect and yeah the way he thinks he's going to kill spider-man with his glider spider-man jumps out of the way and kills himself still a brilliant ending to the movie yeah i mean and one of the things i loved is like because you know people talk shit about like the mask and the suit first thing you see him do is you see him talking to his like alter ego in the helmet and he immediately smashes the helmet to pieces that was awesome which was great. And then he immediately covers up, has his like flight suit under. And then when he gets that like tattered fucking purple rag, like it just, it looks so good. It looked, oh man. I was so happy with that. Like the character design of for the Green Goblin in this movie was perfect. 10 out of 10. Wouldn't oh, change a thing. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Well, should we get into the bit, those, the big reveal? That we all kind of saw coming, but didn't know for sure, but saw coming. But yeah, I mean, we yeah. knew, but they didn't say we. They're like, no, no, that's all right, not well, true. First off, here's another thing that makes me hate Ned. Real quick, is all of a sudden he can open portals. Like he can just has his abilities. And he just pulls them straight out of his ass. Are you shitting me? Yeah, I know that was kind of like a, a give it to him because it's like, yeah, the Sorcerer Supreme. It felt very Star Wars sequel to me, right there, like. <laughs> Yeah, pull these abilities right out of my ass. Here we go. I think that was pretty much the biggest ass pull in the whole movie. So, whatever. Fine. Ignore it. Who Moving past. God, it's okay. Past it. You might never have to deal with Ned again. I hope not. <laughs> apparently, uh, speaking of like good CGI, apparently he has lost weight and they had to make him fat again. Damn. I didn't know really? that. That's that kind some, of, someone told me that i haven't like officially done research on it but yeah apparently he lost a lot of weight kind of like jonah hill losing a ton of weight and getting skinny again uh, uh well one of the other thing one of the other things that i don't know if you knew this jordan because you know thomas hayden church you know like they brought back his sandman right he's not actually in the movie not at he all he had a he like thomas hayden church was not physically in the movie ever his, he had voice? a scheduling conflict, so he wasn't able. He did. He came back and did voiceover for what the character. Does he have a scheduling conflict with what? What's he doing that's so important? I don't know. He's busy. He still does a lot of TV. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a good actor. I, I like him a lot. But Side, yeah, I guess sideways, he, brilliant in that. He was not able to come back, like because there was just something was going on with the schedule. He wasn't able to make it for shooting. Well, he did he was, the voice of it though. In he was any... sand form. Oh, that's definitely his voice. He was sand form for most of it. But then at the very end, they show him as a human again. And that is from Spider-Man 3. Wow. So they took, yeah. So if you when you see him, 
Because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh shit, okay, he's actually there. Because like this, that was the first time you actually see him in human form. But apparently that was just like footage from Spider-Man 3 that they inputted into the movie. Well, okay then. I'm like, hey, I didn't notice. Didn't either. I, yeah. His same man's great though. I, he was probably one of my favorite parts of Spider-Man 3. I mean, he was, to Raimi, I thought did a great job with his character in that movie. Yeah, for sure. Just that first part where McGuire Spider-Man first punches him, goes to punch him in the stomach, and his hand goes right through him, and he's just like, "What the fuck?" And then just punches him straight out of the truck. I remember yeah, that. Still love that so much. But yeah, gets, all right. What were we talking about? No, oh, I guess we're talking about now that we've talked about it for a while. The Spider-Man arrive. The Spider-Man arrive. Yes, the portal opens. We see a Spider-Man. He walks through it. And I mean, I had a feeling this. Okay, well, my whole thing is like, all right, which one is this? Eh, bits in the costume, man. Yeah, it's probably Garfield, I think. You can still, tell by the eyes. Still gave me goosebumps when the mask comes off and it's Andrew Garfield. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like, this is happening. And it's happening. Yeah, exactly. It's happening. Fun moments there. <laughs> Prove who you are. All right, I'll hang from the ceiling. Um, good moments there, but yeah, when they try to find another Peter Parker, and I don't know. I, I didn't get emotion like I didn't tear up during this movie. I mean, I should have in several parts, but I just didn't for whatever reason. I got the goosebumps, don't get me wrong, but I didn't tear up at all. The part I should have teared up at was this part when they open another portal and you see just wearing street clothes, Toby Maguire. That's the part that should have hit me in the Fifi's like really, really like, hard. Oh, hey guys. Um, I'm Peter Parker. Yeah, and very mature Peter Parker at this point. But yeah, I mean, that was, again, he's the Spider-Man of my era. And oh my God, yes. Like when, yeah, him coming through the portal was so good. So good. But I'm like, of course they make us wait for it, for his spider suit to be on. Yeah, but from that point on, I mean, he stole the show for me. Every every scene with McGuire was just so good to me. But not only Uh, that, but they actually bring those guys in way sooner than you would think i thought he's like yes at the very that, end that was something i i wanted to bring up too is i thought they would be coming in just for the final battle but they aren't just they aren't just uh what i want to say um cameos, cameos in this film they are side characters and we see a lot of well, them they're supporting lot, yeah they're they're supporting, supporting characters. characters way more than i expected way more and i was so freaking happy about that too but yeah it, it was just so great to see mcguire spider-man again i he hasn't been spider-man since 2007 that's the last time we saw him on the big screen of spider-man and i gotta say if there's one thing this movie did for me it made me want a spider-man 4 directed by sam raimi still so much so so much even to this day like i'll take a four-year-old mcguire spider-man movie i don't care we'll de-age him it's fine I don't even need that just it could just be him 15 years after the last events that we saw him in. Maybe I, training a protege, Miles Morales or something. Something. Oh, gosh. But uh, seeing McGuire again on the big screen of Spider-Man, that just, that did it for me. I know. That was, that was it awesome. Didn't cry, but oh my gosh, was I close. I got the goosebumps still. <sighs> just so good. Yeah, I know. And like seeing them, like when they're trying to like come up with like, the ant like the the cures for all of the different characters in the lab and they're all just like 
you know, just being because Spider-Man is a scientist and we don't see we didn't really see a lot of that in the Tom Holland movies just because he was backed by Stark Tech. So we didn't need to necessarily he was smart, but we didn't really get to see him being smart. Yeah, that's what I I loved about the Andrew Garfield ones. like you see him like develop his web shooters, you know. I feel like that that sequence like, wait, yours are organic? What? Which, yeah, I did love that. They're like, I like who's just like, oh yeah, my web shooters. And he's like, he's like, what are those? Like, they're web shooters. Shoot our webs. And he's just like, boom. They're like, that just comes out of you? He's like, yeah. Just comes out. Yeah, some people were on the fence about Sam Raimi's like, or going organic. I was fine with that decision, honestly. Honestly, I didn't really know much about Spider-Man before that. So like it it wasn't until years later that they're yeah, like you were like eight. Yeah, you probably yeah, you were eight. Yeah, I don't know if we finished that conversation. Yeah, you were eight when that movie came out and I took it to it. Yeah, it wasn't until years later that I'm like, oh, Sam Raimi originated the organic web shooters for Spider-Man. And then the comics just kind of unified it. So they took away his web shooters for a long time and just made them organic. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Little, I think they actually did that in like Daniel this weird... the movie theater. Like, oh, this is so cool, Spider. Yeah, it's like, wow, this is awesome. Oh, there's a Power Ranger here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I still remember Jordan. I still remember watching that movie and then having some kid and his mom behind us saying every like a few like things before it happened. He's like, oh, now this is gonna happen and that's gonna happen. And then I remember you turned around. Gave his mom a look and the kid shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes. I was like, he's like, hey man, I'm trying to build memories with my little brother. So, shut him up. Like, my brother's never seen this before. You better shut that kid up right now. I still remember that. <laughs> I did too. It was so annoying. You get the powers. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, this is the part where the uh, uncle's killer dies. Now, this is the part where the, he becomes Green Goblin. Shut up. You're spoiling it right before it happens. Just shut up, kid. But yeah, to yes, to see them all being scientists, being weird, weird, quirky with each other. It but also good. coming in, I, and I guess when that. they first show up was I think one of my favorite parts when because uh, I love, of course, he said this because he's just like, you know, Aunt May just died. You know, they're like, well, I went to the what do you say, like Andrew Garfield was like, I went to the Empire State Building when. I needed to clear my mind. Andrew Garfield, or I, uh, Tom, I can't remember which one McGuire, was which. McGuire says Chrysler Building. My, which McGuire is says Chrysler Building, Empire State Building, and then Tom Holland's is the fucking top of his school, I guess. Lame. Not really as cool. No. <laughs> I do like, uh, I went to the Empire, top of the Empire State Building, better view. Yeah, it is a nice view. <laughs> <laughs> but to them, to like all show down, show up and of course he's like super distraught because aunt may just died and to just like but we get that really nice moment he's like i get what you're going through but of course he's just like how could you possibly know he's just like um uncle ben died and i tracked him down and that guy died that night didn't make him feel any better he's like yeah "Yeah, i couldn't save gwen my mj and he's like didn't happen yeah and then to know that because that happens in the second one and just to like kind of like fill in the blanks because Andrew Garfield never got a trilogy, but he's just like, I was destroyed. And I just like went, it went dark for me for a long time, essentially. You know, 
and to just be like yeah like spider-man like part of spider-man is tragedy you know mm-hmm. which is also like what a big part of his character um and to have them all like talking about that i'm like yeah that was that was a pretty cool moment um and honestly at the end when like mg and ned are trying to run around and MJ falls off the side of the building and it's Andrew Garfield that jumps down and is able to save her. And he just starts crying after they land. So I'm like, damn, that did, that did hit me pretty hard. Cause he's like, wasn't able, he wasn't able to send save Gwen, but he was able to save MJ. And that, that hit pretty hard. And I like, honestly, especially cause again, he's the only one that didn't get a trilogy. They really helped round out and like they, kind of give his Spider-Man a lot of closure. Yeah. I, I thought Andrew Garfield's, time and like it's just everything around him was so well done yeah you're right he didn't get closure per se and i thought he got some in this one it it it, yeah everything they did with his character just felt right and yeah his big mj saving moment it's great that is another moment that i almost teared up at but didn't quite for some reason i don't know why what my deal was usually i cry at this kind of stuff but i think i was going off four hours of sleep that night so i just uh wasn't like nodding off sleeping during the movie but i just wasn't as there invested. yeah still had a great time but yeah yeah was still very tired <laughs> ah but yeah good moments there they're just i i just loved everything with the three spider-man that was just awesome watching them battle the villains um that moment at the end where uh tom holland wanted just kill goblin and pierce him with his own glider and i mean he just fucking picks up his glider and just like i'm gonna fucking kill you now like just get gets the eyes but i love that it's toby mcguire spider-man that steps in and holds up the glider and it's like you don't want to do this don't want this you know which again awesome for sam raimi fans i mean there is it didn't matter which spider-man was your favorite tom holland you know uh toby mcguire or andrew garfield Everybody got an amazing amount of content and an amazing amount of character growth. Yeah, and I gotta say, as far as Tom Holland goes, in this movie, we actually get some pretty good arc with his character. We do. Stuff happens with his character. I mean, I do love just... Uh, we've, we haven't even talked about the stuff with him and Doctor Strange. I, what about the that awesome sequence with them in the mirror? Oh, I know. Just Which also, again, makes me more hype because when I saw like the mirror dimension I'm like man i need to watch doctor strange again because that movie was awesome and i'm super hyped for multiverse madness you know but to see them fight like that i'm like that was badass that was that was a very very cool sequence I thought. which yeah during that sequence is when i was like man i can't wait for more doctor strange same you know we'll get into that later but yeah, yeah. can't wait for that yeah and then he's dr strange does show up back at the end i i like the location of the final um the final battle too so you got the Statue of Liberty is being redesigned a little bit. They're removing the flame and putting a Captain American shield. That was pretty awesome. I like that. <laughs> but I thought that made for a good location. And yeah, you got a whole battle sequence going on there with all the villains. Some are good now. Uh, again, Dr. Doctor uh, Otto Octavius and his redemption stuff was great. Um, all the sequences of Green Goblin. A lot of cool stuff at this sequence. Um, What's some other things I want to touch on? Other than just like seeing all three Spider-Man was just so badass, so uh, so amazing. Seeing Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire again, great. I don't know. I, the big the the biggest scene stealer stuff with me was definitely McGuire on the big screen again as Spider-Man. I mean, they even inserted uh, on some parts with him inserted Danny Elfman's theme. 
gave me goosebumps. That's Loved awesome. it so much. I didn't even. I don't even think I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Danny Elfman's theme for him was on, which is one of my favorite, like, character themes ever. It's right up there with Elfman's Batman. Yeah. And yeah, his his, his Edward Scissorhands and everything. But yeah, one of my favorite movie themes. Awesome. Yeah, I probably if I had watched any of the Sam Raimi movies, I probably would have picked that up. But it's been a long time. Well, you need to watch them again. I know. So good though. Um, uh, yeah, I guess just the the crazy. Let's talk about the ending and just the uh, basically the ultimatum he's left with is like, in order to set things right, we have to make it so that nobody knows Peter Parker ever existed. Yeah, so it's like Aunt May's dead. He literally has no family left, and then to fix the universe from literally like destroying itself you know he he convinces dr strange to cast a new spell that essentially erases the memory of peter parker ever existing which at first when they like did that i'm like i didn't really understand but then like when the movie closes out it really makes you understand like he casts the spell he fixes the universe but no one knows who peter parker is no one knows what i love this so much the weight the weight of all this was so good yeah, because the consequences are he doesn't have an Aunt May anymore, you know, and you see him visit her grave and Happy's there, because but Happy doesn't know he's Spider-Man or anything. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, it's just some kid, you know. He has no actual family, he has no, he doesn't have a job, he doesn't have any money. So essentially, we get the they essentially rectify what I think a lot of people's like biggest gripe with the Andrew or with the um Tom Holland. Spider-Man is like Spider-Man through every single iteration of him. He's broke. Mm -hmm. And now we have him separated from the Avengers. No one even knows. No one knows who Spider-Man is. They just know Spider-Man exists. And to the point that the, he has nobody. He's not backed by Stark anymore. He's not backed by the Avengers. He has, he has to make his own suit. Is he going to get re-recruited by the Avengers down the road? That's the thing. I I don't know. Like the way this movie ends, it's just like, okay. It was like a, which I thought was kind of interesting because it essentially feels like they did a clean break from the MCU. So I'm like, okay, is Sony just going to take over and make their own Spider-Man universe out of this? I know they, I think he's already signed for another trilogy. Could be. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do with him now. If he's just going to be in the Spider-Man bubble where he doesn't actually interact with interact with the avengers anymore or how that's gonna work there's just well, so much i, I think at this point spider-man this or movie. excuse me sony is not letting the spider-man go they're not giving up their rights no not at this not after this weekend's box office opening either which we have not talked about yet but uh yeah spider-man set some new records especially pandemic records 260.1 million dollar opening weekend third highest opening weekend of all time and it's currently where we stand right now tuesday december 21st worldwide 638 million dollars this movie is sitting at in just a few days yeah so this is most likely gonna break a billion first billion in in like two or three years since endgame since endgame yeah i don't think there's been anything else since endgame that's broke a billion 
Yeah, probably not. Yeah, because Endgame was 2019 summer. I don't think anything after that broke a billion. Okay, yeah. So, and I, that was one. But thing don't I worry. Wasn't sure. like, the King feels like if anybody, next week. if any uh, movie could have done it, it was this movie. Oh, for sure. Which, uh, again, let's just talk box office real quick. I mean, I, I, you know, we we saw, um, Venom Carnage, ninety million opening weekend. I was like, okay, that's, that's strong. I think that was actually the highest we've had since uh, the pandemic started. So, you know, I thought, okay, Spider-Man's going to break that for sure. But how much? I'm like, nah, you know what? I, I think Spider-Man will make a good, there's a lot of hype for this. I think it'll make $150 million pretty easy. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking $150. $260. 260 Yeah. That just I think shows, they broke the record. I mean, that's just power from nostalgia right there, I guess. But yeah, I thought for sure, nah. Yeah, because like, what was it? Black Widow at 80, Shang-Chi 86, 87, Eternals was like 78 or something like that. And I'm like, okay, there's definitely, definitely more hype for this than any of those. Definitely more hype for this than uh, Venom Carnage. 150. 260. Two incredible. Fucking incredible. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. But you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad. I, because again, I love when a good movie succeeds. Me too. I was very disappointed last summer with the the latest uh, Suicide Squad just doing poorly at the box office. I'm like, this deserves so much more than what it's getting, especially since it's so much better than that other one that made a crap ton for whatever reason. It did. Yeah, I know. That was one of my disappointments. Like, it was worth it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, good stuff. Where are we going? Right, where are we going with this before box office? Talking about the ending. Talking about just all, yeah, just all the emotional stuff. Him, that scene with him going to the donut shop. They got into their universities. They don't recognize him. You know, him practicing his speech. What he's going to say to MJ. So now, but does also, she, does, does just, she not remember the? Do they not remember the events of being involved with Spider Man at all either? No, nope. I mean if. No one I know, they, I know they don't is. know who Peter Parker is, and he's non-existent for them. But so they don't know who they don't remember those events or that time at all. No, it's essentially as if Spider-Man exists, but Peter Parker didn't. Essentially, I guess. But without Peter Parker, they have no involvement. True. You know. Well, yeah, that that was a crazy ending. Fun to see though. Yeah, he he went to his. He was. I liked him going to his own little apartment, which. I don't know if it's for sure the same, but it totally reminded me of the apartment in Spider-Man 2 that McGuire Spider-Man was living in. Yeah, but you get that classic like radio scanner just jumps out the window. Boom. Loved it. A little spider swinging action. Boom credits. Let's talk about these uh, after credit sequences. Let's talk about the mid-credit one first. So okay, got... remind me what the mid-credit one was because I remember what the end-credit one was, but now I can't remember what the mid-credit is. Well, we get in, we're in Mexico with uh, Tom Holland's Eddie Brock. Oh, that's Hardy, right. right. That's right. Uh, wait, um, not Tom Holland. Tom Hardy. Jesus. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is Eddie Brock. Still a weird ass character, but um, at this point, I accept it. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Tom Hardy is Eddie Brock. Yeah. A little fun sequence there. Yeah, a little bit of Venom gets left behind in Tom Holland's universe. 
And uh, yeah, we're thinking there's going to be some venom coming up in the future for Tom Holland. Maybe a black yeah. suit. We'll see. Maybe a black suit. Maybe. Yeah. Which I think was pretty cool because I like how he's just like, wait, 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 wait. Aliens exist like fucking purple. Dude. He's like, no, aliens aren't purple. They're fucking venomous. You know, he's like, this is my experience. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then, you know, and then just gets like disappeared back to his little venom universe. You know, gets put back. Fine. Then we get to the after credit sequence, which I didn't know what to expect. Not definitely not a trailer for yeah. Doctor, Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness. I, I was so wait for that. I was so fucking hyped because he shows up and talks to Wanda where we left her at the end of Wanda. I thought it was just going to be like a sequence, like they talk and then cut to black. Oh no, we get a whole trailer. <laughs> get a whole fucking trailer, which again, like watching this movie, I mean, this is the perfect after credits because I know watching this movie again with like the mirror verse, like fight scene i'm like oh man i loved doctor strange and i'm excited to see more of him and the multiverse of madness is one of the ones i'm most hyped for for the character for them having wanda in there like i was hyped before but especially after wandavision and showing where they brought her character then i'm like i'm even more hyped and then to get a whole fucking trailer I was not expecting that, but oh my god, I'm and so directed by Sam excited. Raimi. And directed by Sam Raimi. Yeah, I I what a treat to have that trailer at the end. I oh I, god. So I cannot pumped. wait to see Bruce Campbell so in the MCU. Pumped. Yeah, I got I gotta say overall, like the these first movies, Black Widow has some good moments. Just okay though. Shang-Chi, pretty pretty awesome overall. I enjoyed that one. Eternals, good moments, but still not what Black it could have been. Story. It feels like we're getting kind of back into the right path. Things are happening again. I mean, Jordan, you really got to watch. You should have really watched Loki because it yes, really I'm gonna watch Hawkeye and Falcon and Loki and all that shit. Hawk, yes, I'm going to watch it all. Winter Soldier, Falcon, Hawkeye. Yes, I'm going to watch it all. I know. Hawkeye just... Uh, we're supposed to get snow next week, so what else am I going to do? I mean, Hawkeye's finale happens tomorrow. All right. Well, I do want to watch some of that. Also got Book of Boba Fett coming out next week. Cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. I just can't uh, believe... I don't know. Do you want to talk... What are some favorite moments? I mean, favorite moments for me? Getting the two Spider-Mans from other universes coming in. Great stuff there. All three of them throwing out. Loved it. Taking on the villains. Loved it. Just everything in that second act revolving around three Spider-Men. Loved it. Uh, stakes in this one. Uh, great cameo at the beginning with Charlie Cox as uh, Daredevil, Matt Murdock. God, that was so good. <laughs> Again, coolest brick catcher. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess for favorite moments, yeah. The Charlie Cox uh, uh, cameo. Great. Loved it. Um, honestly, everything they did with Andrew garfield because i feel like they gave him an amazing amount of closure because he didn't get a trilogy you know so what they did with his trailer helped fill in the blanks and just like gave him a lot of closure i thought that was amazing i was not expecting them to give character development to two debunked spider-man not at all no but i thought both they of them cameos. all of them got a huge amount of character development but i was not expecting 
Andrew Garfield, much less Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man to get any sort of more character development. But to know that like, even after Spider-Man 3, this is like the, I guess the, the ultimate ending for both of their spy, like, you know, for their yeah. Spider-Man, which honestly, uh, that was probably my favorite. most. So, unexpected. So if you want to make a Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire, I'm all for it. You know, and then I guess William at back as the Green Goblin and just fucking knocked it out of the park completely. Like he did amazing in his first run, but when they brought him back, he just killed it. Nobody phoned it in. They were there to do their fucking jobs and they, everybody knocked it out of the park. But William Defoe's like character design was amazing. The fight he had with Spider-Man was amazing. Like that was probably my favorite. It's just the Green Goblin. I might go see this again tonight, Daniel. As much as I want to watch Matrix Reloaded, I might go see this again tonight. Do you really want to watch Matrix Reloaded, though? I haven't watched the Matrix trilogy in forever, so I've been, I watched the first one. I want to watch this both and the and the uh, Animatrix, but God, do I want to go see this again on the big screen? Starts in two hours from now. Hmm. <laughs> decisions, 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 decisions. All right. Well good stuff good freaking stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah that pretty much wraps it up for me cool well that is two oh wait you didn't grade it out oh dude a plus like i had a great time honestly like just everything that they did in here i really really liked yeah yeah there were like some there's a little bit of like the movie kind of like hyped up and it kind of leveled out and then it just skyrocketed. Like when it started going, it didn't stop. And honestly, overall, for I was 100% satisfied with this movie. I wasn't sure what we were going to get, but I think what they gave us was unexpected, but in a great way. Awesome. Well, I'm going to say overall, God, I hate to do it, but A minus for me. Maybe it'll be A plus later, but A minus for now. Again, just because that first half, was slightly lackluster just slightly could have been a little better execution still an amazing second half though so i'm gonna say a minus for now but maybe after rewatch it'll go up to a solid a then maybe eventually a plus it's definitely i don't know 9.275 on the entertainment scale makes sense (laughs) good times for sure and yeah it was tragic to see a second death star lego death star get destroyed i was very disappointed you're like, I don't have one of them. <laughs> I almost made me cry as much as losing AMA. Yeah, almost. Almost. <laughs> I do like the end, too. And in his little apartment, he sets up the uh, Emperor Palpatine Lego figure. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, that is our conclusion and our review for Spider-Man No Way Home. And yeah, we'd recommend it. Same. Daniel, where can they find us? They can find us online on movies underscore brews, Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you think about Spider-Man No Way Home. Loved it. Hated it. I don't know. I don't think anybody's really going to hate this movie. No, not at all. Yeah, at the very most, you might be good. That's going to be the worst review ever. Like, well, it wasn't what I expected, but seeing the Spider-Man together was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, good stuff. All right, everybody. Well, hey, we're going to be back next week with the Matrix Resurrections. Or no. Yeah, Resurrections? No. 
What's it called? I think it's called Resurrection. Matrix Four. Yeah. Matrix Four. Matrix it's gonna Four. Be, it's going to be an interesting one. At the very least, I hope we get John Wick and the Matrix. That'd be pretty sweet. Because that'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Till next time. That's right. Cheers! Cheers! Spider-Man, Spider-Man Does whatever a spider can Spins a web any size Catches seeds just like guys Look out! Here comes a Spider-Man Is he strong? Listen, bud He's got radioactive blood Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead Hey there, there goes a Spider-Man